Hello and welcome once again to the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dolan Thomas. We had a bit of a break while I was away. I just came back from South by Southwest where I spoke about how you can fight bias with content strategy. Uh, went pretty well. Um, thank you all who came out to that. Um, today we're going to talk about trait ascription. And uh, basically this is the like one-on-one version of outgroup homogeneity bias. And the outgroup homogeneity bias was basically saying that, hey, my group, my in-group, my, my, bu- my buddies, my gaggle of friends, we are super diverse and we've got all this dimensionality to us and we're super complex. Your group is simple. You're, you're basic, right? You're, you have just one trait and one way of being, and that's all there is to you. Um, so the trait description is kind of like the solo version of that, where like me, I contain multitudes. I have all sorts of interesting aspects to my personality, specifically around the personality traits that I have, right? So I might think that, you know, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I'm friendly, sometimes I'm unfriendly. You, you're always happy, you're always friendly, right? Like other people have, are very one-dimensional. Me, I'm like multi-dimensional. Um, and we think we have more variability in our personality traits than our peers do. And there's experiments they've tried with this, uh, one where they took a bunch of students and sort of had these 20 different traits, and they were sort of saying, how variable are you personally on these traits, and then how variable are your friends? And, you know, consistently people thought they were more variable than their friends were. Um, and the idea, it's, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit contradictory because we actually ascribe more traits to people we don't know. So we may think we only have like two or three traits. And, and when I say traits, I mean like that spectrum of happy or sad, that's like a trait or the spectrum of confident to not confident. That's like a trait. And we'll only have a few of those that we identify as having ourselves are like friends might have a few more. We, we might think they have a few more and then acquaintances who we know even less might even have more than that. Um, but then how variable we think our friends or acquaintances are, that's what gets trimmed down, right? So, nah, you know, they may have these three or, three or four different traits, but they always have them at the same volume. You know, uh, if it's the happy or sad thing, it's they're always happy. If it's the confident, not confident thing, they're always confident. So that's kind of the, the subtlety and the difference there. Um, but they did this, you know, again, for an um, experiment um, where they were not just trying to figure out you know, how much do people think that they have more variability than other people? But is there a certain personality type who is more likely to think like other people have like, you know, these traits than they do? Um, Like is ascribing traits a trait unto itself? And I think that's kind of the title of the paper, actually. And I'll link to it in the the show notes. Um, But they would sort of ask people, okay, like in general, how dominant are you? And then how much do you vary from one situation to another and how dominant you are, right? And you'd have kind of this variability there. Um, But then they also would sort of say, okay, rate your friends and acquaintances or rate these other people these ways. And, um, and you would have an option to say, um, you know, here's where they land on the happier, sad scale, or there's another option to say, well, it, it depends on the situation, right? You could, if you wanted to say, okay, you know what? Sometimes they are happy. Sometimes they're sad. It depends on the situation. I can't say, I can't just pick one point on the slide and say they're happy or sad. So you had a way to opt out of just describing a trait to them. Um, so they did this experiment and what they found was some people would, you know, ascribe traits to people more than other people would. Um, and the people who would ascribe traits more often, uh, basically they correlated to, um, their own personality traits being, 
I think the terminology was poor psychological adjustment. <laughs> the sort of you know non-clinical term is kind of douchey, but it was it was a it was a personality trait that kind of you know correlated to also you know, prejudice, being more likely to be prejudiced than stereotypical, which which makes sense, right? Like someone who is more prejudiced, that's what you're doing. You're ascribing these blanket flat traits to other groups of people that you wouldn't ascribe to yourself. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But um, one of the sort of functions here, one of the theories behind why this happens, the mechanism of this kind of trait description, and again, this is very similar to stuff we've been talking about all season with you judging others differently than, than the way you judge yourself or judging the actions of others differently than the way you judge your own actions um, has to do with availability heuristic, right? I have access to my own thoughts and feelings and my own, you know, I, I know sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm sad. You, I've only ever seen you happy, so I'm just going to assume you're happy all the time, right? <laughs> so that sort of is what, what's one of the theories as to what's going into this. But what's interesting to me about that is, um, and I'll link to a great video that kind of illustrates this, I think, but um, but we, we talk a lot about how um, male writers are sort of stereotypically bad at writing female characters. <laughs> and, you know, I have to imagine that that available, availability heuristic is playing into that a bit, you know, aside from just outright chauvinism. It's, you know, you don't know how to write female characters because you don't know any or you don't know any deeply, right? You don't sort of like, you, you, you know, know them well enough to understand, oh, this character is sometimes happy and sometimes sad, sometimes confident, sometimes not confident. And where the male characters might get some of that dimensionality because you have access to your own gendered way of thinking of things because you've lived with that your whole life, you don't have access to... Uh, other genders way of thinking of things uh, or just ways of being or having dimensionality. And you could, you know, extend this to race or, or, or religion as well. But I think we see it most often in how female characters are written uh, in movies, especially um, or TV shows um, or not written at all. Right. Like you look at these speaking lines. There's great graphs out there, very depressing graphs out there of how many speaking lines like female characters get in most you know movies as opposed to men. Uh, look up the one sometime for just the best picture winners for the past like 20, 30 years. It's disgusting. Anyway, but but I you know I w that's what I was reminded of when I kind of looked at some of the um, you know science behind this around uh, just us not being able to think of other people as having as much dimensionality as ourselves. But I think that becomes a really good argument, you know, among the many other good arguments for having more female writers, female directors people of color writing and directing, you know, um, telling these stories because you will get more dimensionality in your female characters, in your characters of color, almost by default, right? Like psychologically even, it'll be easier and more likely that you'll get dimensionality in those kinds of characters. Anyway, um, it should know that this particular uh, bias is a bit controversial in that there is some schools of thought that say personality traits are not a thing, <laughs> right? Like just that whole sort of like, here are the five key personality traits that everybody has. Like people are questioning that these days. Um, so there is a bit of wobbliness, 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 wobbliness. Yeah, let's say that's a word. It's kind of wobbly. Um, so I will, I will, I will caveat that. Um, but just the general notion that we do think of ourselves as having more dimensionality and dimensionality than others is pretty consistent. Anyway, that is all for this week. Um, we will see you next time. Uh, this is the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas. Thanks so much.